For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That was Ephesians 6, 12. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is another installment of Thinking Well podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Tom. What's going on, Tom? Not a whole lot, Kyle. How you been? Since the last three days, I see. It's uh, It's been a week, man. Just a lot of work stuff going on, but I mean, God's good. He brings us through. Good, man. How's it's the weekend. How's that going? How's work thing going? Without getting too much into it. No, I know. It's, it's still kind of an up in the air kind of thing. There's a lot of reassurances, but I was telling somebody uh, the other day, just kind of my plans for things and what where I see things going. So the, the Lord manages to work stuff out the way they need to work out. So Absolutely. I'm definitely praying for you in that. I appreciate you know, that. Peace. Smooth transition, you know. How's your week been? Uh, less busy than usual. Yeah, we... Uh, it was busy kind of like during the start and then it, you know, we had a, uh, one of our potential franchise partners in for a discovery day. Um, so it was kind of a big production in the beginning of the week, you know, kind of hosting them in our office and, you know, showing them stores and yeah. questions and like that presentations. And, but after that, you know, it's just kind of pretty easy after that yeah. compared, but, um, no, it's been, a, it's been a good week. Cool, man. Looking forward to, uh, the weekend and Sunday, uh, Sunday morning worship. Yeah. But, uh, Always. Well, let's jump into it. So this week uh, we have, I, I, I would, I think I would categorize this as a, a current event, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, last one we did was quite a while ago. So we definitely wanted to kind of circle back to one. Um, so we're going to be talking about the UFO, UAP, um, unidentified aerial phenomenon, if you're not familiar with that term. Love it. I'm, I, I kind of subscribe to the old school like UFO. Yeah, that's just kind of, yeah, I, I like that one better. UAP just sounds like the government literally came up with it. Yeah. Well, they kind of did. I know. Yeah, it's kind of exactly. But it, it literally sounds like it too. Yeah. UFO just sounds like an actual, oh, it just sounds more authentic to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something about it. Anyway, but uh, yeah, no, we want to kind of dive into the congressional hearing in regards to the UFOs and UAPs. Um, talk about, you know, what that means, what exactly transpired. Um, and then more so, you know, as Christians, I think it's important for us to be able to articulate a response to things that happen like this in our country and around yeah. the world. Um, so we'd love to take you through that, uh, maybe expose you to some some viewpoints and some thoughts maybe you didn't think about. Um, but it's uh, it's very interesting topic, to say the least. It is. And I, we were talking about before, and I think I want to preface it for our listeners, like this is not, uh, we're not going to sit here and have a conversation about whether or not aliens exist and all that kind of stuff, like, or get really deep into what the Bible says about aliens. We kind of want to just discuss the current thing that's going on, um, just present some thoughts and some conversation on it, because uh, Kyle said a uh, again before we started like he, he I don't I think you're right I don't think a lot of people like n- know about this stuff or care to know about this stuff or care to be involved in this kind of stuff so uh, well, what's funny about it is when you th- when you think about what the media is saying or or even what you know Congress is saying or our, our government is yeah people are saying that you know they're admitting to these things existing and everyday everyday Americans are just like yeah whatever which kind of speaks to like how just not trusted the u.s government is yeah. at this point which is just kind of humorous to me <laughs> right. that like 
the, the government is is basically admitting that UFOs are quote unquote real, and it, people are like, meh, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. To me. It's just the government's opinion. Okay. Right? Well, and well. It's, a, a lot of people too have become apathetic to it, right? Like we don't. It doesn't really matter to us what the government says anymore. Right. It's just something that's going on in a place that doesn't concern me. But I mean, y'all, it concerns us. Oh, absolutely. Because what they are, their mindsets that that are being put in place, and I think we need to be a, a, aware of it. So, I mean, there was a congressional hearing. Um, it was it was widely watched. We've got a couple of sources here in front of us. Uh, one of them is from News Nation. It's an article written by Stephanie Whiteside. Uh, it really just goes in and describes what happened, uh, the things that were said. This, uh, this, they're, they're calling him a whistleblower, right? Which I love the fact that they're calling him a whistleblower because in giving him the name whistleblower, they're immediately lending credibility to what he's saying. Right. Because whistleblowers don't come out and tell you made up stories. Whistleblowers come out and tell you the dirty, dark truth of something that's happening inside of a corporation or ent- or some kind of public entity. So immediately by calling him that, they're giving everything he says credibility. No, absolutely. And I didn't, I didn't quite pick up on that when I first started hearing about it, but it definitely has been, definitely has been pushed to you primarily through a lens, very specific mm-hmm. lens to begin with, um, that, hey, whatever this guy's saying is truth. Right. And we should all accept it. And I, I think it's a very dangerous preposition, you know, to be a part of. Um, you know, it's, I don't know exactly what's all happening here, right? <laughs> right. And I don't think anybody does. No. But um, it's definitely interesting. You know, it, it the, the hearings really revolve around, well, I believe it's, it's three three people, um, you know, David uh, Gersh, David Fravor, and I believe uh, Matt Gates. Yeah, and then there's a, yeah, and then Ryan Reeves as well, or Graves, I'm sorry, not Reeves. That would be your, that would <laughs> that, be your dad. I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, Ryan Graves, that's correct. Ryan Graves, that's, that yeah. is also correct. And, no, and these are all, so these are all former military people, every one of them. Right, yeah, ranging from people uh, in power, right? You right. have uh, commanders and such. You have pilots of aircrafts um, who claim they've, they've seen like eyewitness testimony, like firsthand yeah. testimony, um, which is interesting. You know, I kind of wanted to get into that maybe before we get a little bit further because I, I believe that people, human beings being the way that we operate, we are very psychosomatic. I believe that we have every capability of witnessing unnatural, supernatural, unexplainable things. No way around it, right? Um, which I, 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 don't know, I don't know how you, exp- I don't know how you experience things like that and don't say, oh, there is another realm of spiritual warfare beings that are like, are, that are all around us. I don't know how you don't get to there, but I think people will try to pervert everything they can. So, you know, they, they claim to be able to see that they, they, in, in the hearing, they call it these tic tac yeah, objects. Yeah. Um, this is specifically about a, a recording that was made where you see, like, it, they call it a tic tac object because it's this little white, like, 
ovally looking thing that it it looks like a tic tac, but yeah. it's quite a bit larger than a tic tac based on the just the the viewpoint of where the image is coming from. I mean, this thing was. I mean, we're sitting in a room that's probably what. 12 by 12, maybe, maybe a little bit bigger than that. And this thing is definitely larger than this room based on just the topography around it and all right. that kind of stuff. Right. right. So this thing, this thing, it's pretty massive and it's like moving in 90 degree angles and things like that. And this is the thing that they're discussing. Right. Or just the, the velocity in which it's moving right. and changing direction, things that theoretically we don't have, mm -hmm. you know, in any world power didn't have the capability, um, but I think it's important distinction. Um, again, I wasn't in the cockpit. I wasn't, you know, on that that ship that night. I don't know exactly what was happening. Um, but I, it's don't be naive, listeners, to think that there is not a spiritual realm that that doesn't interact with ours. There absolutely is, and you know that coupled up with us being psychosomatic beings, I think a lot of this can be explained. And I'll, yeah. I'll kind of leave it at that. I don't want to get too far into the well the logistics of it. So I'll I'll go down that rabbit hole briefly Let's do because it. I was I was thinking about it um, today. And what what I think is really interesting, like as human beings, when we look into the clouds, right, your mind is immediately looking for familiar shapes in the clouds. That's why when you, when you even as a child, you're looking at clouds and you're like, oh, that looks like a horsey, and oh, that one over there looks like the ears of a bunny rabbit, and things like that, right? So we're looking for patterns, familiar patterns, and things that we see. I mean, basically from the time that we can imagine things, right? And that's programmed into us to find those familiarities. That's just how God designed us. To associate, yeah. 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 And so there's there's that that I think we need to take into consideration because, I mean, you talk about sci science fiction, right? I'm a huge science fiction nerd, but it's it's been around for a long, long time. And so we've made these things familiar to the general public. So when we see something that's an unexplained phenomenon because our brains can't associate that to anything known to us, well, then it's the unknown. It's the, it's the unidentified flying object, right? And then there's a whole nother aspect of that that really does tie into our, our episode last week or the, today about uh, creation and, and things like that and evolution where we've gone so far from wanting there to be, from wanting to believe in a creator that it couldn't possibly be something spiritual. It has to be something that's a beyond our imagination yeah, currently, but it's yeah. otherworldly, not necessarily supernatural. Right. It can't be supernatural because if it is supernatural, then that means there's something that is supernatural. And if we admit that there's something that's supernatural, then we may have to admit that there's a God. So right. there has to be a logical extraterrestrial, even if it's not terrestrial, basis for why this would exist. And we're just rationalizing it. It's familiar. It can't be supernatural. It must be aliens. It must be something that we can't identify. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think it's very dangerous to just immediately jump to the, you know, extraterrestrial argument um, or just that mind, mindset, right? Um, that was, I guess, kind of the the point I was trying to make is there's other things happening, mm -hmm. and the more plausible way of thinking is that you have to accept the spiritual realm. You have to, right? 
because um, it's there. It's there, ladies and gentlemen. But um, so getting back into this this hearing a little bit, um, you know, we have you know the, the Tic Tac UFO um, that um, you know they they were talking about you know pilot Ryan Graves who who witnessed it. Um, there's another like black uh, sphere floating um, inside a clear cube was, was another one of these things. Yeah. Kind of a weird description. Um, but, you know, what's interesting about this is part of this hearing was directed at the U.S. government right. for, one, to disclose information, mm-hmm. and two, to prepare the soldiers, especially on the East Coast, with better training to how to handle these UAPs. Right. Which is interesting because that takes a lot of leg work, like a lot of leg work to implement. So now we're now we're having arguments for new, you know, SOPs, standard operating procedures for pilots based off of what's happening here. Yeah. So this is why it's important, ladies and gentlemen, because it, it's it is directly affecting change in our U.S. military. Well, and again, this that that whole whistleblower concept, right? And he's claiming that the government has known about this stuff. Well, one of the things I thought was really interesting in the article, um, and, and I'll quote it, quote, his claim that the government, specifically the Department of Defense, is operating programs to retrieve material from crashes that are extraterrestrial in nature, end quote. And then he goes on to say that, like, they're just covering all this stuff up and they're not telling anybody, but they're getting all this uh, alien technology <laughs> off of these UAP and UFOs and that we should be using that technology to what you were saying, Kyle, to equip and build and have things that can combat these types of things. Right. Which is just mind-blowing that... Number one, somebody came out and said that. But number two, that there's the legitimate possibility that the U.S. government, not necessarily grabbing materials off of unidentified flying objects, right? But that they have a division that is developing technology that is specifically being designed to combat these type of threats. That's your tax dollars at work, Kyle. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if you enjoy that, um, but that's fun. I, mean, I think it's super cool. That's fun, I guess. That's cool. But uh, give me a microwave gun. How does that work? Well, the thing is, it's interesting, right? Because I mean, I, I I completely agree, and I I completely I would say that the U.S. government is decades ahead of what the technology we have now. So I, there, I, I believe that there are secret facilities, secret just meaning that they're just di- not disclosed to the public because mm-hmm. we don't want people seeing what happens inside of them. But a lot of those are just new flying systems, new weapon systems. You know, I, I, these are where these things, these black sites are where this stuff happens. And I think you'd be naive to think that the U.S. government or any, any you know, superpower isn't yeah. developing weapons, vehicles of all kinds that aren't. 30, 40, 50 years ahead of what we have now to the public. The best example of that is like cell phone technology in the late 70s yeah, and early 80s. You know, they, they were walking around with that kind of cell phone technology that we didn't see as in the public until like 
the late 90s. So, well, and I mean, they were massive, right? But they worked. And they worked. So just that, and that's just kind of an example, but yeah. um, it, it's happening, right? And, and that's where you, I think you get like your Area 51, right? Like, I don't think there's flying saucers flying around in southern Nevada. Right. It's probably experimental stealth military aircraft. And what that looks like in 30 years probably looks like a UFO. Probably. That's probably what you're seeing. Didn't, didn't mean to get off on that tangent. No, you're good. Because I, I think I think it's important to note that, right? Because from a, from a governmental perspective, the more things you hide, the more you're going to stir up conversations and conspiracy theories and things like that. So um, I, I guess that's an argument for more transparency from our government. Like, are you really spending $25,000 on a toilet seat? No. Yeah. But just tell us where the $25,000 is going. If it's going to make WD-40, which is was discovered as they were trying to find water displacement chemicals to keep off of the space shuttle, that was water displacement formula 40. That's what WD-40 stands for. So if you're using it to make that kind of stuff, just let us know. Like, that's cool. WD-40 benefits a lot of people. Yeah, that, that's that's way cooler than quote-unquote misplacing six billion dollars right or whatever the number is right i'd rather you just tell me that you're using it for you know whatever r&d r&d that's all i need to know yeah but yeah kind of moving on here so so within this hearing right we also have another another publication here by smithonian's smithonian magazine um you know article written by margaret osborne so she kind of goes into the Smithsonian lens on the world here and looking at some of the, the topics and subject matters researched, um, you know, by that institution, the Smithsonian, there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of talk and, you know, I believe this is her quoted here. Um, but it says, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reversal reverse engineering program to which I was denied access. Yeah, that's what that's what Grosh said. That was Grosh. That's yeah. right. So it's they're claiming that the US government has not only been hiding the existence of these things, but also that they have crashed and they've have retrieved like bio or organics from them. Right. Which is just I mean straight out of like a science fiction movie. And this is happening last, like, two weeks ago in your U.S. government, people. Right. Well, and it, it goes on. It, it talks quite a bit about how Congress uh, determines that uh, there needs to be some planning that go, that gets into place. But a lot of the really interesting things is no one that was there, Grush, the Navy commander, the couple of Navy pilots that were there to testify, no one could present any evidence. Right. Not one person. And when Grush was asked directly about it, he's like, I'm unable to procure evidence in this public setting because of the classified nature of the evidence. Right? Well, that that's that's super convenient. Yeah. Why why be there and testifying to Congress? If you can't back up what you're saying, wouldn't wouldn't that just lead credency yeah. to like, okay, then Cause you, you're, you're saying outlandish things and the burden of proof is on you. Yeah. But you're, you're hiding behind 
classified information? Like, come on. Well, and you look at all these other whistleblowers historically, right? They've come in with data sets. They've come in with, like, financial records. They've come in with all kinds of different proofs that what they're saying, they have reams and reams of documents that, hey, this is what happened. This is what we did. Um, And you've got this guy saying, I I can't tell you because it's classified, but trust me, it exists. And we're giving him the credibility. I mean, those were just two national publications from reputable news sources that spent the time and assigned a reporter to report on this stuff and write articles about this stuff. And that was two out of the thousands and thousands of hits that I got. Right. With, with no evidence whatsoever. Zero evidence. And you, th- there's quotes in here that are where there's a, a scientist that's talking about with billions and trillions of planets out there, how can Earth be the only one that has intelligent life? Well, again, this goes back to our our last podcast on creation versus evolution, right? In order to believe that other planets are capable of growing and evolving life, you have to believe in evolution and that that's how we got here. But if you believe in creation, that's that's not, you, you can't get there. If it were true, we'd know. No, there'd, it, be, there'd be a record of it. Uh, that's always been my biggest contention with it. Um, I believe somewhere in, in Genesis 1. Um, I mean, there's other places as well, but I mean, the, Genesis, the creation account, uh, I mean, there would have been some kind of reference, some kind of indication um, of something else. But it's very clear, right? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, heavens and the earth. Um, and it's just, you, you have to, it's, it's a stretch to get there. And I, and I get it, folks, I get it, right? It's an exciting topic. It's interesting, right? Something else I wanted to touch on and kind of in this vein is, I mean, it's exciting because the media for the last 100 plus years has been making, has been making these, you know, ET movies. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, they're, they're fun. It's, it's a fun topic, right? The, the possibility of this. Um, but folks, I mean, it's, it, you have to look at it for what it is. It is science fiction yeah, and it's fun, right? There's nothing wrong with it. For sure. It's super fun, but it has no basis. Uh, I don't think in reality um, and or in, in the Bible. And I, I, I'm a huge Star Wars and Star Trek fan. Right. And I love watching the, that stuff and like seeing all the cool aliens they come up with and like all the planets and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah. yeah. And all these, all these individual cultures that, that, evolve and every single show you watch or movie that you watch that has anything to do with aliens will say something about how they evolved and right. and all this kind of stuff and this civilization evolved and we need to go where where no person has gone before and find all these different lives and different civilizations well Christ came to save human kind right if god had created all of these other aliens or if there were all of these other aliens, then there would have to be a salvation plan for each and every one of them. I, I, I can't get there. I, I'm, I'm not a, I don't have my Bible memorized, but I, I can't get there. Where I can get is where you were touching on earlier, Kyle. Is what? Tom? On the supernatural. <laughs> no, absolutely. You, you have to embrace it. And I think it'll, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go into it. I think it explains more of the, 
the question marks that we find in our day-to-day life mm. in this reality, this 3D reality that we occupy, I think it you'd be surprised at how many questions are answered by spiritual powers that we one can't see yeah. all the time. Sometimes I think we, we can. And I think that we, or, you know, we can't necessarily see them all the time, but we, de- we definitely feel it and we definitely interact with them daily. I mean, it's, they're there. I, I think it's, I think when you look at it, if Satan can appear as an angel of light, so if the great deceiver can present himself as a being that would herald truth, how difficult do you think it would be for the other fallen angels, which are what de- what demons are, right? Right. How difficult would it be for other fallen angels to impersonate anything? If he, if Satan can impersonate an angel of God, couldn't couldn't fallen angels impersonate people, animals, aliens? Yeah, yeah, or whatever, right? I mean, yeah. orbs of light, tic tac objects, right? Anything to distract you and pull you away yep. from the existence of your creator. Anything to distract you. Why wouldn't Satan use anything? If you if you're an F eighteen pilot. And you're flying around and that's your world and you're inundated in your know, aircraft and your, your emissions all the time. Why wouldn't he put something like that? Sure. Why, I mean, what, what, you tell me, listener, what, what would be the most effective tool for someone like that to steer them? Oh, yeah, definitely saw something I can't explain. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I can't explain that either. But here, I'll slide a Bible over to you. You you show me where the aliens are, and we'll we'll have we can keep talking about it. Yeah. So I mean, I I think it's an important distinction. You know, I, the devil will, in any any facet of your life, right? Wherever he can attack you and be the most effective, he will. Well, and I I think we. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make two statements here, and they're gonna seem a little contradictory. When it comes to power and knowledge, sometimes we give Satan too much credibility. On the flip side of that, because he's not as powerful as God, he doesn't, he's not all knowing. Like what he knows is the same thing that we know in the Bible. And he knows that in the end he loses. But misery and evil love company. Right. So he's doing all the work that he can in this world to bring as many people into the lake of fire with him. If Satan doesn't know how to do anything else. The Bible tells us that he is a fantastic liar. He is the father of lies. He was able to talk Eve into believing that God lied to her. So he's the father of lies. And if, if he can talk Eve who had no basis of knowing anything but God, right? into believing that God was a liar, why couldn't he have started knowing that in the end he was going to lose, weaving a narrative that supports his mission? As far back as you can go. Because I I think to myself, you've got all these unexplained uh, hieroglyphics and different civilizations in the past that have like these unexplainable pictures and 
things on cave walls that we can't associate anything to. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do, do we really think this is something new that we're coming into this knowledge in this, in the last two, two or three centuries, just because it hasn't been around the whole time? If we're blind to the fact that Satan can weave a story, and, and it is a story that, see, Satan weaves a story, the Bible tells his story. But yeah, I think when you when you look, you you find plenty of evidence that there's this narrative that's that's started being woven long before you and I were here. The question is, where is it going? What's the purpose of it? Right. You know, it's an interesting thought, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's been around for as long as humans have been around. And I think that as humans, we've always looked up towards the stars. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, they're, they're amazing, right? They reflect the majesty of the creator. Right. Um, and again, I think you'd be naive to think that the devil hasn't used that, the curiosity inside of us as humans, looking up at the stars, um, for manipulative purposes, right? I mean, that that is 100% in line with the character of Satan. Absolutely. But no, you bring up a great point, right? Where What does this mean going forward? And, you know, I, I don't want to get too far into conspiracies here, but I think I have biblical reasoning that supports me on, on this one here. Tribulation begins with the rapture. Okay. So in an instant, right, the trumpet of the Lord is sound. The Lord takes up the believers in an instant. Gone, right? I don't, we don't know how many. I, I would I would safe bets over a billion. I don't, I don't know, right? Probably pretty safe number. Pretty safe. One, one to two billion people. But we'll probably be surprised how many it actually is right. as far as from a uh, large numerical value. But yeah, I think I, yeah. I would say a, a Living billion. Living people yeah. on the earth at that time. You're talking about one, se- one eighth of the world's population? One seventh or something like that? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, let's just say a, a billion people, right? Billion yeah. people gone in an instant. We also know that during the tribulation, the governments of the world are going to unify. And that's where you get like the mark of the beast. That's where you get the Antichrist appears from uh, Northern Europe to try to just rule necessarily over what's left of the world. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a better positioning to say, hey, world, we just lost an eighth of our people. Like, we can't explain why, right? They're instantly gone. But, oh, wait, we've been telling you about UAPs for the last 20, 30, 50, who knows? I mean, they might come back. He might come back tomorrow, whatever. And and, and it might be 500 years from now. Lord, if it's in your will, don't tarry that long. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Like maybe like next week. Whatever. I just right now. Let's you know, go. Let's get it done. Anyway, but you know, like we don't know, right? Yeah. But I think it's very plausible to think that the world has to have some kind of explanation presented to the populace mm-hmm. about what happened. And I think that on that big of a scale, I think it's quite plausible. And I, we don't know, right? No, we don't know. But I think it's plausible that the government or governments of the world will say, yeah, it's, it was, it's extraterrestrials and they, they abducted uh, a billion people. And then we've been trying to tell you and you guys weren't listening here. Why don't you, you didn't listen to us about this. Listen to us about this. Cause yeah, you know, 
people will believe it. You know, they will be deceived and they will believe it. And there will be, I mean, billions of people who band together probably for the first time ever under this corrupt, evil government that ultimately is going to war against the savior. And I, I think, like I said, I think it's quite plausible. We don't know, right? Kind of just, it's speculative, but what else, you know, what else could there be without maybe war or something else happening? Um, you explain, you know, it's just, I don't know how else you explain a billion plus people. Right. And you look at the groundwork work that's being laid, right? Like specifically, and this isn't the first time, by the way, that Congress has gotten together and debated on alien things and artifacts and the existence of aliens and, and things like that. Um, I was looking and I think there, there's been two, this is one of two recently within like the last 10 years, but further back, it was like 1966 or, or yeah, something like that. I think like you're that. right. Yeah. But regardless, so you think about it, if one of the first recorded ones was back in 1966 and then there within the last 10 to 15 years, there's been two, you're already looking at escalation. So there's this groundwork that's being laid. There's this seed that's being planted now in modern society that this is, like you said, maybe it's not the thing, but it could be a plausible explanation that could be used. Right. A, a billion people are gone. Well, listen, you didn't know this because we've been trying to keep it from you for the sake of national security, national security or, yeah. and we didn't want to create a worldwide panic, but there's this data that we've been collecting over the last 150, whatever years, and it's all pointed to the fact that this was going to happen. And all of a sudden, you can present all these manufactured documents and all this reasoning, that, and this person steps up and says, hey, this is an earth problem. This is an, a national problem. This is an earth problem. We are the people of the earth and we need to band together against this global threat. I'm in. Protect me from the oppressor that is coming from outer space that just took a, a billion people off of the planet. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I, I can't think of a better explanation of how maybe how that'll go down. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you're referring to the Antichrist, right, coming yeah. up and, and uniting the world's nations, right? Um, yeah, I, I think I think that could be definitely plausible yeah. what they what they pin it on, right? Um, it, it would definitely seem like they're laying the foundations if, if that is true. All, again, all speculative. Yeah, this this isn't eschatology. This is us right. sitting here. We're we're hypothesizing based on current events, right. right? But we do know that you know X, Y, and Z have to happen, right? Right. Right. There, there's going to be a billion plus people removed from the earth in an instant. We know that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We know that the world is going to form, you know, a quote unquote like one world government, and we know that the Antichrist is going to appear from Europe ish to come and rule it. Yeah. We, we know those three things are going to happen in that order so it's we have to look at it and say okay if we know if if we know that's going to happen how do we how do we get there and we don't have to but it, it's interesting to think about will we I, I don't necessarily care i'll be gone right right so it didn't really matter to me <laughs> but it's interesting to think about because i For think sure. if they are laying foundations of what they might pin that on this may be what that looks like 
right? And I wouldn't be, and you kind of mentioned it, but you know, you're talking one or two in the 60s or 70s, and now we're having two more. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes more of a frequent matter that we see in the media. Well, you've got the Space Force now, right? So there could be an argument made for kind of throwing some more funding at that. And if we need to protect our global border, well, okay, we need to we need to beef this up a little bit. And and one thing, and, and Kyle, I know you uh, we 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 had talked about. Um, the other aspect of this, right? Like, how do you get to a, a one world, like, religion in the light of that, right? Right. Well, there's there's some... There's Scientology. Been, there's, they, they finally... Yeah, know, they, fi- get, they finally made it. All. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's not a one world religion thing, but there's a, there was a super interesting... Uh, portion of a podcast and portion of an interview that that kyle sent to me that I, are we ready yeah are no, we ready I, to so do I, that yeah, i want to play a clip yeah. uh, and to give you some context i think this is a good kind of segue here um knowing what's going to happen after the rapture right I, the message is going to be hey we need to unify as a people mm-hmm. and we need to be one people because we've suffered this massive loss or whatever they say right yeah. but but the the purpose will be Hey, we need to come together as one person, right? One people, uh, group, the humans, right? And um, the reason why this is a segue is, and I'll play this clip here in a second, but if, if you've done any research or any kind of just messing around in this UFO, uh, UAP field, at some point you're going to run into Stephen Greer. He's a UFOologist. Didn't know that was a thing until today. But... Um, Studies UFOs yeah, and has yeah. for, for a while. Um, yeah. He's been around since uh, the 60s doing it. A lot of published works. Um, and in his latest film um, called First Encounters of the Fifth Kind, clever, he goes through some interesting topics which I think are relevant. And I, and I hope this gives some credence to our listeners of kind of what's really happening behind the scenes here. Yeah. So this clip here um, is from an interview with him kind of explaining what exactly they're trying to do in communicating, and yes, you heard me, communicating with these extraterrestrials. Take a listen. Um, the, what we're doing are involving a specific project, a diplomatic project, uh, using advanced concepts in higher consciousness to communicate with extraterrestrial biological entities from other star systems. There are beings from higher dimensions, celestial, angelic, what have you, which also assists with that at times. But that's very different from an ET civilization. Insane. I mean, that it's pretty blatant, right? I mean, I don't know if he meant to say that, yeah. but I think it's definitely the truth of his whole position. They are teaching people it's called CE5 communication. It has a name. I don't know what it stands for. But in this film, and one of the things that Mr. Greer is propagating is how to communicate effectively with these ETs, extraterrestrials. And he, go, he goes on in his, his film to promote reaching a, a higher, as I'm quoting him, yeah. reaching a higher level of meditation and 
he admits, he grants that, yes, you will, you will run into these other, quote-unquote, other spiritual beings in the process. We have seen that. He says, we, hey, we've, we have witnessed this, but, you know, they'll, they'll help you. They'll aid you in, in finding these higher beings. Physical beings. Physical yeah, beings physical in, their, in, their, in their consciousness. Yeah. And we're like, whoa. Like when, when I heard this the other day, I, I, I had to pause it and just like sit alone for a second. I was like, did he really just say that? shake it off a little bit. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. He, they, they are admitting, they're admitting the spiritual realm and they're saying that they're helping you find this higher form of consciousness, meditation, whatever you want to call it, in the efforts of talking to aliens. Yeah. And it's, folks, I mean, there's, there's a reason why I don't, I don't watch certain kind of movies. There's, there's, there's a, there's a reason why I don't mess around with seances or Ouija boards or I, I just I don't open my heart up to stuff like that because it's so, so dangerous. This is exactly the same thing. Exactly. And he even says that they use like he's promoting seances to communi- to use as a tool to right. communicate with these otherworldly physical beings. It's so strange that. So it's a it's a peaceful movement, right? Their goal is is peace on earth and we all need to be peaceful so that the aliens will be more interested in us. Well, that was kind of the segue that I was yeah. making is later in in the world history after we're gone, the message is, "Hey, we need to unify together. We've lost billions of people. We need to unify together and figure this thing out." That's also what is being propagated now. Hey, we need to form together. We need to stop the wars. We need to be more peaceful. We need to come together, which I'm all for. Obviously, you know, we don't, we're not, I'm not for, you know, really any unnecessary wars or any violence. I'm not saying I am, but it's the same message. Hey, we need to come together as a world being, a world people to communicate with these extraterrestrials from a, a different planet that it's, and the, some of the stuff that he says is, is pretty crazy on like the modes of communication mm-hmm. is like they, I don't know if I can even articulate it because it doesn't make sense, ladies and gentlemen, but he was saying that like they, they communicate on a, such a higher level of consciousness that they are able to inter, like interface with our brain or our technology, which is like, okay, well, where, where's the evidence in that? Like, wh- what are you saying? Well, because if, 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 extraterrestrials do exist they would obviously be much smarter than us right because they've they evolved way before we did so obviously because we came from primates we 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 can't possibly be as intelligent as they are we are the epitome of creation like when god created us he was done and he said it is very good right there there is no higher physical being other than, I mean, Jesus Christ was a higher physical being, but the only, what made him a higher physical being is that he was a hundred percent a physical being and a hundred percent a supernatural being, but there is no other higher physical being. And the argument that if extraterrestrials are out there, they're obviously so much smarter than us. It's, directly opposed to humanism like you can't be a humanist and then believe in et well yeah and then you're, you're and then you're just bending your own ideology to just fit this 
extreme notion that we're not alone. And I, I get it. I, I can understand. I can place myself like this is exciting. So I will do anything I can to believe the obvious lie or just what I've been told, what's been in the media. It's interesting. I'll give you that. But at a certain point, you got to sit down and say, okay, this is reality and this is fiction. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, I, where we're going with this is there is a real spiritual realm absolutely you can absolutely interact with and i'll tell you this more times than not what you're interacting with is demonic and i think stephen greer is, is unfortunately promoting this kind of ideology hey we're gonna we're gonna show people we're gonna tell people what's worked for us in contacting these demons that we're gonna call aliens because god forbid that we talk about a spiritual realm that leads to the to some kind of conversation of the existence of a creator yeah it has to be we, we, we talked about it. it has to be aliens right yeah so we're going to teach the younger generation primarily is who's doing this how to communicate and have these quote-unquote assistance from this the spiritual realm that they even they even say that exists ladies and gentlemen it, it's it's so dangerous you you are provoking demons i'll go even further to say that it's downright evil like we are promoting evil when we say so if it's it's not funny it's unfortunate to me but so let horror movie any any horror movie i've ever seen that contains a demon or a demon influence in it evil the, the demon, when you see it, it either disfigures a human being or it looks like a disfigured human being. And right. it looks alien. And then you look at the pictures of aliens and they're mostly humanoid. They're warped, twisted, molded, malleable versions of what a human being would look like. And when you compare the two... The lighting may be different, but the way that the human form is altered to depict either demonic or alien are the same concepts. Why do we think that is? And I have news for everybody. If you were to actually see a demon, if you were capable of doing that, I think I think we'd all be very surprised to find that they don't look too much different than we do. But they can adapt to different forms. Well, it goes back to what I was saying, right? If if they have the ability, right? If 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 they have the choice to and they have the ability, they will encounter you if you let them, mm-hmm. right? And this is exactly what we're talking about. If you open yourself up to that kind of demonic activity, they very well might have the power to influence you in a way where it's going to be most effective. Yeah. Where it's not going to look like some, you know, little girl with walking backwards on her back or whatever, yeah. you know, down yeah. some stairs or whatever it is. You know, it, it's uh, it's going to look appealing. And that's when they do the most damage. Yeah. And I think, especially as Christians, but, you know, as just people, you have to be very careful with how we interact with uh, you know, with things that are 
straight, like, you know, gateways to the heart and the mind. And I got to say, you know, these seances, I put them right up to Ouija boards, right up the same, same, same avenue. Ouija boards are even worse. I mean, like you are, you are asking, you are calling a demon on the phone. Pretty much. That's what's happening. You're yeah. FaceTiming a demon. And uh, I, I think that is the way that I would formulate my articulate response to something like this, right? That was kind of the whole point of this, right? This is what's happening in our government. This is what it actually, this is, this is what's actually happening behind the scenes. Uh, hopefully we've been able to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit, right? And say, hey, think about this through a Christian lens, please. Because it's so much yeah. damage can come of this. There are, look, there are principalities in the air. You look at the sightings that have taken place. You look at the narrative that's being constructed from these things. And the narrative that's been constructed over hundreds and hundreds of years when you go back and look at some of these things that have been placed, and I believe strategically, but there's demonic forces at work. And from a very humanistic standpoint, it's easy to look out into the stars and believe that we're not alone because as human beings, the way that we were designed, we understand God put it in us to understand that we're not alone. Right. But the place that we're not alone is that God is out there. It's not some kind of extraterrestrial, it's not an alien. God is out there. And with God comes a supernatural realm. And in that supernatural realm, there are demons and there are angelic beings. And God is the master of it all. He is the one in control. He was the one that will have the final say and the final victory. But that does not take away from these demonic forces trying to cloud our judgment, trying to pollute our knowledge. I, th I think back to uh, the tagline of the X-Files, right? The truth is out there. I, I couldn't agree more. The problem is, is that they didn't capitalize the word truth yeah. because the truth is out there. We find it in God's word and we find it in the person of the God-man, Jesus Christ, who said that he was the way, the truth, and the light. We don't, we don't need to look out there into the stars and think to ourselves, there has to be a greater being, a more intelligent being out there, and try to explain that with an alien. You know what looking at the stars should tell you, especially as a Christian, you know what it should tell you when you look out there, when you look at these, you know, the James Webb telescope, or even mm -hmm. Hubble before it, when when they're when when you're seeing these photographs that are mind blowingly yeah. large, can't even comprehend, yeah. right? You know, there's I forget what it's called, but it was like it looked like just a ton of little stars, right? Like little white dots. Like someone had like a like a black sheet, and there's a light behind it. Someone just poked a whole bunch of like mm -hmm. little holes in it, and they're like every single one of those is a galaxy, yeah, with hundreds of millions of stars, and it's you know, and, and presumably planets. My point is this, when you look at pictures like that, when you look at some of these structures that are, are way out in deep space that we've found, you know, for example, like the pillars of creation or things out there that, that have design to them that we look at and say, wow, like this looks 
amazing. There's nothing else out there other than the splendor of the creator. Yeah. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The reason that the whole, that we, even that we have the capability of seeing these things is a gift and we're taking it for, we're taking it for, you know, for granted. Yeah. We're able to look at some of the most, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The earth is beautiful, right? There is probably the most beautiful planet there is, but there's some stuff out there that you look at and I mean, it proves the creator, the majesty, the, the splendor, the scope. Yeah. And you, that, that is why it's there, right? Cause th- that was a question that I had kind of, you know, and, and we'll talk about it coming up. I think we have a couple of testimony um, episodes coming up for you guys of me and Tom, but it was one of the questions that I had to ask myself when it was really like this come to Jesus, like making the faith my own kind of thing was, Okay, God created it all, or Jesus created it all. Why, then why is there so much, right? And if we are truly the only, you know, beings yeah. like this, why? Why is there a hundred billion galaxies in this picture, right? Like, what's the point? Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of an ignorant question. Because it it's, doesn't have to be that complicated. Well, why are you looking for something else? Yeah, It exists to point to the creator and how wonderful, how exquisite it all is. And he says that he loves you more than that. Yeah. That's why it exists. And how awesome of our God to continually allow us to see these things differently, to see them more accurately, to look at them and say, a, a thousand years ago, we could have never known that God created this. And now we can see that he created it and we wonder at it. And we, we marvel at the splendor of something that he's created that's not even for our immediate benefit, but as we continue to develop our technology and we can see further and we continually learn these new things about what God created, it speaks to an eternity where we're going to consistently daily for till forever. Yeah. Find out more and more things about God that we didn't know before. When we look at the stars and we see those things, that's just a glimpse of the wonderment we're going to experience in eternity as Christians. I don't, I don't need to explain why there, to your point, why there, there are billions of galaxies that I can see in this little, you know, half dollar size picture. We don't, to your point, we just need to accept that God created it for proof to us that he's bigger than we are. Well, absolutely, right? I mean, it's one of those things where as time goes on, and if the Lord tarries, I would, I would imagine that our capability to see further and more mm-hmm. more of a high definition will get better and better but all that is just for the purpose of displaying his power and the creation is it's, it's all it is yeah that would that we would be awestruck that would be truly awesome I, I i think as definitely like westerners we say awesome a lot and we don't really mean it in the true sense but like when i look at that picture or some of these things that are out there. I don't even know what they're called, right? Just these bodies of whatever, right? And they're massive. Um, some of the things that we find, that is the true sense of awesome, 
That's yes. what that is. Yeah. That is the wonder, the awesome. That is the glory. I mean, just a glimpse, a fraction of a glimpse of the glory of God. Yeah. And that's why it's out there. And as we, as we look at those things, I think, I think my final thought would be aliens. When you look at the reports, we need to look at them with a Christian worldview, acknowledging that while there's no supporting evidence for aliens in the Bible, there is supporting evidence for how demonic powers work in this world to confuse and pollute the knowledge that people have about an almighty creator. And these type of things support the exact opposite of a creator. So if, if the demonic forces out there can use whatever means they have at their disposal to propagate the things that will prove the truth of God to look like lies, sure, they're going to do it. And if they, and if, if Satan and his armies figure out that that's something that works, I would argue that they have, why wouldn't you continually use it? So I, I, I think to the whole point of the conversation, yeah, I think we're going to see an escalation to it. I think that if it works and maybe 10 years from now, this doesn't work. So Satan changes tactics because he doesn't know today this is the beautiful thing about God's knowledge and Satan's knowledge. Satan doesn't know today that 10 years from now, this isn't going to work. Right. But God does. And 10 years from now, Satan's creative enough to come up with something else. But this may be what he's using right now to set up what he needs to set up. And God could change the circumstances to where that doesn't work. But I I personally see this as something that he could use. Oh, absolutely. Right. And we we talked about the scope of it, right? Yeah. Um, This is why it's important, Christian. What happens in our government is important if you live here in the United States and in, in, in anywhere you live. What's happening in your country will eventually affect you. And we are very blessed here in the United States to not really to not really face any like specific persecution. Yeah. But as these things become more apparent by our government and there's more corruption and there's more just entropy as we get closer to the rapture, Lord, we're coming back. Um, I, I think with that, it's going to become an escalation with persecution as well. And for sure, Christian, you need to be ready to be able to respond to these things. And, you know, not, not only just to kind of, you know, dissect what you see and be able to understand it, but you, you need to also be able to talk to your unsaved brothers and sisters about what is happening right? Someone approaches you and says, yeah, I believe in UFOs and, and stuff. And yeah, they just had this hearing. They just basically admitted they had them and whatever. How are you going to respond to that? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's in public form. Um, so we, we think it's important for, for as, as Christians to have an articulate response to it. Um, and then there's that. And then, you know, really, I, I really hope that we were able to navigate through that and, and be able to explain our opinions on what we think these things are. Um, but I think there's pretty strong evidence that they lie in the spiritual realm. And in that context, you have to be very careful, very, very careful. But, you know, I think it was, I think it was a great discussion. 
No, for sure. And there are all kinds of resources. I'll, I'll tell our listeners, there are all kinds of resources out there that you can look up. You know, what the what does the Bible say about aliens or what are proofs in the Bible that there aren't aliens? Um, look that kind of stuff up. There's a lot of different things about creation and salvation specifically that are, are general proofs that aliens can exist, but that demonic forces are real. Um, or, and, or email us. Email, yeah, email, for sure. email us a question. I, our questions, I think... Uh, what I'd like to do is maybe carve out a couple of weeks and just go through like a Q&A for some of the questions we have yeah. once we've accumulated enough. Um, but no, I mean, if we have, if, if anyone has any extra thoughts, any, anything, you know, anything that we, that you guys think that we didn't quite, you know, wrap around and, and really encompass um, or any outstanding questions, definitely, definitely give us an email. Um, what at, is it it's a, a podcast at lakeworthbaptist.org. Uh, you can also drop us a line on Facebook or Instagram at lwbc.publications. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to, if you, if we get a question that we can't answer between the two of us, we have immense numbers of resources that we can tap into and, and get some biblical answers for you. Um, so yeah, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Well, yeah, we'll definitely find someone who knows what, what they're talking about. Yeah. Or sounds like they know what they're talking about. For sure. <laughs> One of those two things. But no, we, we appreciate uh, you guys listening to another installment of Thinking Well. We definitely took a plunge uh, this week. And maybe what we'll do, Tom, is um, maybe we'll make it on Instagram or Facebook. Maybe we'll throw up some pictures of some of those uh, structures out in space that I was talking about. And just so you guys can see what I was kind of oh, referencing. Yeah. But yeah. I think that might be a good That'd be cool. depiction there. But, um, but we appreciate you guys staying tuned for another episode. And uh, we'll be back next week with another installment. Thanks, everybody.